When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. people welcome to another episode of courtside fracker um sorry about last week we had some technical difficulties so we wasn't able to put our episode but you know we're back again this week to keep up the consistency no k this week he's at the emirates watching his team get boss up <laughs> i hope they lose <laughs> i hope he went for no reason <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm taking over ball handling duties today. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I mean, pass for the point guard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ricky Rubio. Hey, you better change that saying right now. You can't be on ball handling duties. <laughs> hey, listen, basketball terminal. Um, yeah, it's wild, bro. <laughs> so you know how we have to do this. Have to plug the socials. You can find us on Courtside Frackers on Twitter. Courtside Frackers on Instagram. As we've emphasized for weeks now, you can also find us on TikTok where we're getting some good traction at Courtside underscore Frackers. And, you know, just continue to to show support to the to the team. You know, just continue to put out as much good content as we as we can for you guys. So, obviously, last week we discussed the play-ins. It's kind of stale now. So, we're just going to dive right into the playoffs because we've already had three rounds of games in, in, in some series. So, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to dive right into it. Where do you want to start, Jack? Might as well start with, we had the three, but we got three in the West that's been played, right? Uh-huh. So you got... Mm, Kings, Suns. Do you want to start with the Kings, Suns? Kings, Warriors. Kings, what, Kings Warriors. We can start with that, because that's been an action-packed series. Boy, as I... All right, we can start with the Kings, Warriors, and I think the first thing to note out there is, as I said to you and Kay plenty of times, Fino Pitter, two Perry Nasers, Perry Perry Chips, yeah... And I want my Fino Peter to be Perry Tamer. Pineapple slice inside. And then I'm I'm thinking I might get a garlic bread or a spicy rice. I don't know. But you bet me that the Warriors will be taking out the Kings. And I done told you, Kings and Six. It's not looking good, bruv. I'll be real. I'll be real. Mm. When when they went up to love and I seen that Draymond was suspended, I went on my Nando's app. <laughs> started looking how much points I had. <laughs> See, you want a chili? <laughs> Go and check your chili. See how much chilies I had. <laughs> No. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I told you, there's, there's got to always be an upset in this playoffs. I thought that the main one would have been Timberwolves versus Denver Nuggets. Yeah. But the Kings are just good. And like, a lot of people are putting it down to things like officiating. A lot of people are doing things like, oh, if this person had more of a regular season, then the Kings are just good, right? And I, f- I think a key person, especially from game one, that I remember I got a little heat in this pod talking about Malik Monk. Malik Monk's been a big key piece last game that he played, so it was yesterday. Trash. That's but that that's that's what I expected from <laughs> that's game Malik one. Monk. But that's not what we got. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but the Kings of Warriors is a very in, I think it's the the most interesting series that we're gonna have this playoff so far. In the first round? First round, round. First round. I think that's the series that everyone wants to see what happens. I'd say the only other one that I can you can, can really contend with would probably be Lakers Grizzlies. Yes, that's also another interesting. But that's only because people are doing nonsense in their press conferences. But King Kings Warriors, who do you think the main player's been actually? Who would you say has been the standout player for the Kings? Darren Fox. I agree, but, but I think that's to be expected. What What I will say though, what has surprised me about this series, and I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but like, it's it's kind of hard for teams, especially young teams, new teams, to like flip a switch and like activate that playoff mode. But like defensively. What the Kings have been able to do defensively, I've been very surprised. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we knew they had some solid defenders. They had Harrison Barnes, obviously Davion Mitchell, special like defender at the point of attack. But by way of like rim protection and stuff like that, I didn't expect much out of them. But they've in the first two games at least, mm. they forced Golden State into a lot of uncomfortable situations. And like if you look at some of Golden State's like, for example, fourth quarter shot charts, yeah. it's a lot of threes. Not much mid range, you know. Like Davion Mitchell was playing some really good defense on um on on Steph. Yeah. He's played some good defense on Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole really struggled. 
over those first two two games. I think, and I don't want to say this, but I think Draymond being missing last Uh-oh. night kind of opened up things for the Warriors offensively. Obviously, we know what Draymond brings to the table defensively, mm-hmm. but offensively, they was able to open up a bit more in terms of like spacing, a bit more quicker ball movement. Jordan Poole was able to get loose. Wiggins and and, and Clay Thompson was getting loads of good looks. Um, Kevon Looney. Oh, bro. UCLA. What do you get? Oh, UCLA. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, listen. Ev- all these the all-star UCLA big... Got me, so all the, the UCLA got me. No, but I'd say... Kevin Looney, was it last? Yesterday, he got 20, po- 20 boards. 20 boards. But what I don't like is the disrespect because Sabonis also got 16. Like, it's not like he was just dominating him in the paint. But Kevin Looney, I think yesterday you saw a very big transition of the Warriors saying, oh, we can ball out as well. Right, and that we have been watching tape and we're going to adapt to it, especially without Draymond. I think it would have been a lot more interesting to see it had they had um, Gary Payton as well. Yeah, so that, that, so there's basically essentially missing the two best defenders. Yeah, but they still won without it and held the Kings to, what, 96 points? Well, they were under 100. 97, yeah. 97, under 100, so it was still I, entertaining I like to, to see. I, like we said, Malik Monk wasn't talking about nothing yesterday. Not one Do you bit. know what has been a big disappointment? And I, and I think saying it is a disappointment is harsh. But the reason I say it's a disappointment because I predicted him to have like a breakout series mm. was is Keegan Murray. And like Keegan Murray was a great rookie, but bro, yeah. m- maybe this moment is just the lights are bright when it comes to these yeah, kind of things. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a lot, big ask. It? It's a big yeah. ask. Like for me, I think the the thing I've enjoyed the most about this series, and I'm actually gonna say it was game one. Game one, I was in like fascination land, simply because of one Wardell Steph Curry, because what I like to see from him actually was we know he's just stupid from free right but his frees were getting guarded very well he he done a few step backs behind the back step back free and you know it's going to be a splash but he weren't dropping i think he was like three of 11 from free that game or something like that he was i think he was like over five in the fourth quarter yeah so he then said i'm just gonna drive <laughs> and he drove and i'm not gonna lie to you the kings could not handle it because he's got this illegal move of a floater and it's if it goes sky high maybe out of the camera shot when he just drops in, no no rim, no nothing. I always say I feel like Steph, <laughs> he's the greatest shooter of all time. We know yes. that. But I still feel like he relies on his three a bit too much. He's an amazing mid-range shooter, always has been. He's one of the most creative finishers I've ever seen. His touch around the rim yep. is crazy. Beautiful. So, floaters, up and unders, little kisses off, off the, the backboard. glass. Off the backboard, yep. Listen, like, he, he needs to utilise that more and... He will like they say he doesn't get calls like whatever and everyone thinks they're superstar unless unless they're the main foul foul baiters everyone thinks their superstar doesn't get calls but the more he attacks the more likely he is to get calls especially in like the fourth quarter so I think that's something he needs to utilize a bit more. They wasn't putting enough pressure on the rim in the first two games especially for a team that doesn't have any great rim protection like that. Mm. So I think that's something that will that Steph should should look to do more over the coming games. I think Darren Fox's execution in the fourth quarter Boy. in the first two games was spectacular. Clutch player of and the year. And he's a clutch player of the year. <laughs> clutch but player of the year for a reason. You know the playoffs is different. Yeah. Not everyone's a 16-game player, you know what I mean? Some man are 82-game players, but... And people were saying that Darren would be a bit one-dimensional, not get anything. People were doubting Sabonis' ability as well. First game, especially the first two games, you see the second Sabonis got anywhere near the rim, pound the ball, spin off. No one's... It would be a left-hand finish, a right-hand finish. I'm going to get the ball in the hoop. Like, they'd be whooping it was, glass in there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. series is physical. It's, uh, uh, the Looney, refs are going to make this Draymond, so Hey, Draymond and Sabonis have been in a war. So let's talk about that. The the the, the Draymond stomp. What, what do you think? Was it a flagrant two? Definitely. Two-game suspension? No. Why not? Listen, I'm not surprised they suspended him. Like, the justification they gave for the suspension was historical precedent, essentially. I mm. accept that. I think that's fine. I accept that. If, if someone has a history of doing things to endanger other players on the court, then they, there needs to be some uh, ramifications for that. You can't just think that you could yeah. do that and get away with it. I think a one-game suspension is fine. Two. Was he? He got a two-game suspension. Is it two? He got a two-game suspension. What? Yeah. I thought it was just for game for game three. I'm pretty sure it's two game suspension. If it's a two game suspension, then I think that's excessive. Way too much. I think one game. I think a one game suspension, suspension is it's it's got to be a part where I think that's something you leave on the court because at the same time, what we forget is that Sabonis was gripping his foot, right, and he's trying to jump over him. So let's say he just tried to jump, didn't stomp. I mean, the stomp was excessive. Like it was a flagrant too. But if he tried to jump, 
he's down for an injury as well, most likely. He would have landed incorrectly if at the very least. So I would have gone with flagrant two out for the rest of the game. And then you're, you're back next game. I think the reason why he got suspended is because he lost his head and stamped on an opponent. Can't do that. And then he was inciting. Yeah, it was all the, the, the calling, the show. Was, but he, he was inciting aggro amongst the away crowd as well. Mm. So like they just thought like, yo, yo, this guy's doing too much, bro. Like <laughs> we, need to, we need to stop this guy in his tracks. He thinks he could get away with anything. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so to update the series, what do you think now the prediction is? I'm, you know me, I'm kings and six. What what has it changed you watching this playoff series at all? Um, what, but when you suggested it before, I was like, "There's no chance." Mm. I thought Golden State was gonna get them out of them five. That was obviously incorrect. <laughs> I still think just Golden State's know how, superior defense, experience at this at this level will get them over the get them over the line. But the Kings are no joke, and they showed they they, they could play good defense, like physical defense, get up under people's skin, mm-hmm. get up in Steph's jersey, make make things difficult for him. Davion Mitchell's been, I think he's been spectacular in the series um, so far. So I think if Malik Monk has games like last night, again, they're in trouble because Malik Monk came up big for them in the first two games. I won't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him either. So I think, I say, I, I stick with my Golden State pick. I say Golden State in seven. Okay. Oh, a seven game series. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So let's talk about a team that you have a bit of residing because right now Chris Paul is leading the Suns to a victory over the Clippers. And <laughs> you lied like shit. <laughs> is he in the team? You s- let's let's is, ex- is let's he, is let's, he in let's, the team? let's examine the language you just used. Chris Paul is Chris leading Paul the Suns. Is leading as as the point guard. Can we get a definition of leading, please? He's Production manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like in the in the he's line, washed the shit. No, but in in the walkout, he's the first person on the court. Okay, so he, he he's a leader of the squad. He's leading the team because the, the person who's <laughs> the person who's really driving the bus is Devin Booker. Oh, bro! Chris Paul so far in the series has been their fifth best player. Ooh, Devin fifth. Booker. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Tory Craig. Yes. DeAndre Ayton. Chris Paul. Then then Bizback Biombo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, that that whole bench is. So Chris Paul so far has been his team's fifth best player. Mm, okay. So I don't think it's fair to say that's that's doing a disservice to what Devin Booker's done on both ends because he's playing defense as well. Yes. So yeah, um, obviously, you predicted that the Suns was going to get them out of there in quick fashion or what have you? Five games, I think you said. I, th- I said I think I said five or six. Yeah, five or six. Obviously, I thought the Clippers was going to win, but that's when I thought. Paul George, Paul George and Kawhi, Kawhi would be healthy. When I found out that Paul George was going to miss the whole series, I kind of mellowed on that, but I still felt like the difference in depth would give them a chance. But since Kawhi got that injury and like the language they've been using, like I seen Ty Lue come out and say, I just feel so bad for him. And Russell, yeah. Like, I just, it sounds, it's, it's, it sounds it's so like, unfortunate for him, man. He deserves better. really defeatist. Am, yes. I, am, I, am I off base with that? It kind of sounds like... I, no, the back. second I heard it, I said, oh, that's, that's worrying. Because exactly. what it sounds like is they don't know when he's going to return. And it sounds like we know what the whole Kawhi is. He's going to return when he feels comfortable and doesn't risk a bigger injury since the San Antonio debacle. So I don't think that they know when he's going to return. However, it's a fear that he's not going to because I'm not going to lie to you. He was the best player in that series so far. 100%. And he was a game-defining player. And it's it's been a good series. It's been it's been very competitive, I think, yeah. right? Even yesterday More without More competitive him. than you thought? It was a, that was a war yesterday without Kawhi and Paul George, Russell Westbrook and Norman Powell. To to UCLA. that question, to the <laughs> UCLA, what? Give give a, ra- give a round of applause for UCLA. No, that's NBAU. No, no, I ain't giving nothing. <laughs> but what I'm saying here is, yesterday I thought they would have got walked over. Uh huh. When you say is it has it been more competitive than I thought? I would have said no for the first two games. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I would have said yeah, you expected them first two games to be like touch and go. Yeah, like yeah, but I would have expected. Them to get flogged yesterday. I, I expected a team to get flogged yesterday, and that team being Clippers, boy, they held their own. Shout, shout out Norman Powell, bro, like 40. That's a special performance from Norman. 40, that's the best performance like, of his career. Norman has won a championship, and that's probably like the defining moment, moment of his career. career. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah. like he done his thing yesterday. Like it was crazy. Again, Russ got 30. Was it just 30? 30, 30, 12, and 8. Yep, crazy. And then. Look, KD done his stats. KD done what he needed to do. It's normal KD. Chris Paul led the team like he does. Like, it's fine. He played awful. But Devin Booker, 
And, and again, like Tory Craig as well. Tory Craig hit the corner three that he, that KD dish to him. He's eight for eleven from the corner, bro. That's you know, nuts. You know what I like about it though. What you're seeing a lot from KD in those instances is what I don't think he would have got early in the career. They're doubling up on you, and you know you want to take that clutch shot. Pass the ball. It's playing team basketball. Play team basketball. I, I still feel like this team doesn't really understand how to play together though, because yeah. they haven't played together a lot. Facts. And I think a lot of people, a lot of KD guys. Mm. Have like yesterday he only had fifteen shots. I think Tory Craig had more shots than him. Yeah, he did. I think Chris Paul had more. Shots. Chris Paul had eighteen. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> KD getting fifteen shots—that's kind of unheard of, right? Like, but that's efficient book. He's always going to be efficient. You don't have to rely efficient on buckets. You don't have to. You don't have to. You could always rely on KD to be efficient, but he's not. They don't know how to use him in the flow of the offense yet, especially yeah. like down the stretch. It's a lot of Chris Paul pick and roll, maybe a DeAndre Ayton. Mm. mid-range or whatnot, because he's not going to get physical in the post. We know that's not his game. Mm. And then Devin Booker just being being SG1. Bro, you know what it is that I like a lot from what I'm seeing in the Suns? Like, they're reliant short. So I always said that the one thing that could be their downfall is that they are a jump-shooting team. And they still are. They've just been jump-shooting all team, all, all, all playoffs, especially they're, they're, Devin they're Booker. They're just making them. <laughs> but that's the thing. They were What I liked is, first game, I think Kevin Durant and Devin Booker went 0-8 for three. And in the entire series, I think they're shooting 31% from threes. You know, I don't even like stats like that, right? But the Clippers are shooting 37%, stuff like that. And I think what it is that I like to see is they're saying, all right, the three's not hitting. <laughs> all right, let's go to our mid-range. And it's a thing where you you have to single coverage on Devin Booker and you ain't got a defender that's besides Kawhi Leonard that's really going to stop him, which is where Paul George was a key part to this because Paul George would have closed it, closed it down or condensed it a little bit at the very least. Russ is playing real defence. Real defence, but then if Russ is playing real defence, I'm taking Kawhi out of this, this scenario, if Russ is playing real defence, you're going to have to double him, double KD regardless. So you have to do single coverage on Devin Booker, which then allows him to get to that mid-range, and it's a bucket, bro. And game two was a big example of that. Just drive, shoot it. Just drive, shoot it. He's, like, he's a tough shot maker. It could well. be 8 feet, 12 feet, as long as it's not the three-point line, it's going in from him and KD, and it's so scary. And then Chris Paul fell into it a little bit into game two as well. In game two, the, um, down, was, down the with fourth, it, so, yeah. started getting it. And got then he tried it again yesterday, and it's awful. But I like what I see from the Suns when it comes to the mentality piece of, oh, we can make our shots. I'm, 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 I'm worried about the Suns in these playoffs. I know they were your pick to make it out of the West, but being in a dogfight with a Russell Westbrook, Norman Powell. And listen, they're both playing. Russell's my, you know Russell's my guy. Yeah, I know. They're, I think he's been, I think he's been amazing in these playoffs. Yes. Uh, in, in game two, that was one of the top 10 most efficient games of his entire playoff career. Like, yep. I'm talking about when he was all NBA first team. Like, he, he, that's the most efficient game he's had in like nine years. Yeah. So, he's playing great. But, I feel like if you're fighting two for nil with a team down there, two best players, it's not a, a great sign even though it was one game and and I think the fact that Chris Paul's already playing 38 minutes a night Booker and KD's already playing 45 minutes a night that is worrying especially for guys that we with their history of injuries so I think even if the, the Suns get through this series and it's looking like they will because the Clippers the Clippers are a bit beaten up it's going to well, be tough for them to make it out of the West this is my thinking though if they make it out of this series they then go against the winner of the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's open house. As I agree with everything you said, but I think that they can win those games as well. So it's like, they can. I think they can at least get to the conference finals. At the very least. Okay. Simply simply because I, I think the Timberwolves can lose to the Suns. And I think that the Nuggets are probably the sorriest first seed we've seen in a long term. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I've, I've been watching them games and Jamal Murray... Jamal Murray, when them playoff lights hit, he's something different. You know what he's like. You, yeah. That bubble Murray was different. And they thought uh, it wasn't real. Uh, <laughs> it's a real it's thing. It's real. Like we're saying, playoff Murray. Is that going to be a thing? Playoff Murray. Damn. Like, I, I, I hear you, but Him I just and Anthony think, Edwards went to war in I game two. If you get, if you get KD and Book active, and the you get that, and you get Aiden on Jokic on, on a decent way, they can my, Here's my thing, right? Let's If we look at all the other series, right? Like, Embiid right now is averaging like 20 and 11 on like five five turnovers a game. His team are up 3-0. LeBron in, in game one, he averaged like 20, he had like 21 and 11 and what have you. Hashimura and Austin Reeves came up big. Like all the other guys in the playoffs, 
they don't have to be perfect for 45 minutes for his team to win. Whereas the Suns do. KD and Booker can't have an off night. Yeah. Because if they have an off night, who's going to come and who, who's coming off the bench to bail them out? Joshua Kogi? <laughs> Bismarck Beyond. <laughs> Landry Shamet? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But I think it's kind of decent to be able to rely on such great players. Every team's going to rely on their on their great players. What I'm saying is, every, most of the other top teams, the, 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 the bench Celt- can pick Celt- something Celtics up. could bring Marco Brodin come off the bench and give you 25 points. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bobby Portis, you know what I mean? Like all the teams, all the teams have that. All of the top contenders have that. You're saying the Knicks have quickly. Quickly, well, he, he quickly. Some, on an off night, he could maybe give you something. Quickly's been struggling. Even like, like, even like the the Sixers that I brought up last night, it was Tyree Tyrese Maxey that carried Maxie. them over the line when mm. Harden got ejected and be getting triple teamed and what have you. So if Devin Booker doesn't go for forty the other night, and KD Suns, does his normal 26, 27. the Suns could lose that game. If, if Devin Booker goes for thirty instead of forty, <laughs> the, the Suns lose that game. You get what I'm saying? So the, the margin for error is really small. I agree. As do you, so do you? What do you see the series ending in then? Um, if Kawhi don't come back, probably five. If he if he comes back, it could go to seven. Okay. Are you are you taking the Clippers out of that? Let's say Kawhi returns. Mm-hmm. Are you taking Clippers? Nah, I think I'm. Gonna, I don't know, you know, bro. Do you know what? Yeah, I might might say Clippers in seven because the way Kawhi was playing in them first two games, yeah, it makes sense. Robot. He, was, he, he looked. KD and Devin Booker in his face and said, I'm the best player in the series. So I'm going to go with... Now, hear me out. I'm going to go with, regardless of Kawhi returning or not, Suns in six. I think they're going to lose another game. Right? There's going to be an off-shooting night somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to lose another game. It, it, it's hard to expect Tory Craig to keep shooting, shooting at this rate he's yeah. shooting. Him, him, him shooting at this rate has been like the main difference maker to me because I never saw that coming. But I can I can expect I won't, I don't think I can expect another normal power masterclass. Yeah. But I think it don't have I can, to be forty, but normal power can give you like eighteen, nine. Yeah. I can Thailand expect game. Russ to give me intensity the whole way through. So I'm gonna say that the Clippers can steal another game. I'm gonna go Suns in about six. Okay. If Kawhi returns, I don't know. I'm probably gonna go. I think I'll go Suns in six because I don't think he's gonna be confident in his, in his whatever his injury is. Yeah, this I in, think his injuries kind of. Put yeah, up so like it's gonna it's gonna be a fifty fifty Kawhi most likely. So I'm still gonna go with the Suns, but we're gonna go through. I got two more games to go through with you. I want to go through the seventy sixes and the Nets and some nonsense that we saw yesterday. But I also want to go through the Memphis Grizzlies and the Lakers. But before we do that, we're gonna go for a little break, and we'll be back very very shortly. Okay, and we're back. Thank you for staying with us. So. Let's talk about something in the Eastern Conference real quick. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets versus the 76ers. Now, for me, this series has been nothing short of dry. Mm-hmm. But, it sp- <laughs> but it spiced up a little bit yesterday due to some officiating calls. So we spoke a little bit briefly on the um, Draymond flagrant twos. But we saw James Harden get a flagrant two as well. What do you think about that, Reams? What are you talking to me? I think... Um It's weird, right? So earlier in the game, Embiid had a flagrant one mm-hmm. that I felt was a flagrant two. Yes. And Harden had a flagrant two that I felt was a flagrant one. Okay. So I just feel like it's not very consistent at all. I so I agree with you that it's not consistent, but I disagree with you. I don't think he's a flagrant one on Harden. You don't. I would have given an offensive foul because of the area that he that it contacted, right? Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a push off. Yeah, and that's where it's a foul, but a swipe off like that, I don't, I've never seen it as a flagrant one. It's just that it hit the low, the below the belt area, mm. right? So I wouldn't really give it a flagrant one. He does that all the time. Leans with his left hand, pushes out, tried to get some space, and he's, you saw him going for a step back straight afterwards. I right? think, I or think, a, a I think it was just unlucky. I think he was in his triple threat position, mm-hmm. and then he was getting ready to push off, and like I've, I, he, he kind of had him on his hip, and he was just trying to move him off. But because he was already he's already in a, such a low position, he just got his his angles wrong. Essentially. Yeah. Would you give so that a flagrant one? Yeah, I think that's a flagrant one because mm. it's. I, I guess you could say it's excessive force, but I don't feel like it was unnecessary. If that makes sense, like okay. I don't feel like he did something purposely that he should have done in the intention of hurting an opponent. I, I, Whereas okay, I, I think I Embiid trying to kick 
Nick Claxton in his balls and Draymond stepping in a teammate's chest. Sternum. Sternum. <laughs> Straight on the like, like Jim Ross used to say. <laughs> God, by God, King. <laughs> Straight he got him. He got him. Bro, like, that, that's, no. that's someone purposely out to hurt someone else. That's so, I don't think that's what Harden did. My thing is this. I think what Embiid done is worse than what Draymond done. I agree. Because, look, you, people get stepped over. Like, it, it happens. Right? It's disrespectful. We know what it is. No one wants that, especially when you're a superstar, blah, 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 blah. But you're telling me that you tried to kick me. You missed. Like, you missed. But you tried to kick me in my piece, bro. Like, you, and it was an upwards kick, flagrant one, but then a, a handoff. And what I think actually happened is the refs realised that they, they should have given a flagrant two to Embiid and couldn't bring it back. So they went and gave it to Harden. It was a makeup call. Yeah, it was a makeup. I don't like that. It was a makeup flagrant. <laughs> Just get it right in the first place. But Harden was having a decent game as well, so he kind of ruined the flow for. It. I didn't. That's why I didn't like it even. Hey, more. Listen, bro, Harden. This is the first game Harden's been able to buy a bucket from inside the three point yeah. line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if his three wasn't falling, like he. He, he kind of just went back to his mid-range bag that he had in, like, 2012, 2013. With the th- Thunder Harden, with the Mohawk. Yeah, but, <laughs> bro, like, you know how he completely abandoned his mid-range on yeah. the, the Daryl Morey? He kind of had to get back to them basics. But to be fair, I think that's the Harden that they're going to need in this series, really and truly. Like, they got Tyrese Maxey anyway. That, and, oh, boy. If we were being real, this flipping, this series with the Nets, the Nets, the Nets, if, if this Nets roster, yeah, had to play 82 games over season, how much games do you think they're winning? 18 games in the season. I don't think East. I don't think they win more than 36. I'll give them 40. Yeah, 40. I'll give them 40. A below 500 yeah, team. Yeah. They're, they're getting playing. They're a, getting playing. A solid, uh, okay, a solid playing team. Yeah. And they was the what? The, the sixth seed? Yeah, but you know what it is? This is a wake up call for Macar Bridges. You're the star player in a playoff team right now. Let's talk about it ain't that. Easy. Go Let's on. talk about Because absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. Macar Bridges right now is struggling to get his game off. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he's not a good player but it's because he doesn't have enough experience being the main guy in these conditions nope and listen like bro like and that doesn't mean to say he can't get there one day but guys like Embiid guys like Giannis guys like Booker Tatum Tatum for for, for three four five years now they've been used to being that the guy. number one guy on the scouting report mm-hmm. they've seen every coverage They've seen every time type of defense. You know all your moves. Every trap. Yep. They know how to make every kind of read, depending on what the defense is giving. There's them. a defensive game plan built around stopping you. Exactly. And and they've seen it. Yes. Mikael Bridges has never seen that. And now you have to make something around it. Yeah. And I don't think. And you said like he's not got enough experience. I think he has none. None. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's zero. So 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 what that's leading to is a lot lot of bad shots. Yes. A lot of bad shots. And because he's a good shooter, like. Irrespective of like, in isolation, you could run off a pin down, for flare screen. He could stand in a corner. He could still get his numbers, but he's not going to be efficient mm. because when 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 they put the ball in his hand and they say go out and get a bucket, he's not used to being that center of attention on a defensive end. And I don't think he will be this this season. He needs a whole season of this, and maybe, I, and maybe another playoff run. So I'm going to lead to another question with that, right? But I would say one person I have been a little bit impressed with and still getting their shit off is, is um, Cameron Johnson. Cameron Thompson. Cameron. Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Yeah. Name's gone on my head. I wasn't saying Thompson. Cam Thomas, I've liked him. Right, He's still doing the same thing he was doing in regular season. But the difference that I, have, I think I have for McCall is that in the regular season, oh, you're hooping bad. We'll just take you off. They need you in this playoffs. So they have to keep you on. You have to get it. And when it's so reliant, the world's on your shoulders, basically. You got a whole city on the back. Another thing as well is, bro, Kyle Kuzma called Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> didn't cheat. And he's only gone and proved him right. <laughs> Where is the sense of embarrassment? Listen. This guy cannot throw a simple lob pass. You know the thing is? We've called Spencer a bozo baller, tw- a delusional baller, bozo baller, whatever you want through time. And I think he's a very good role player. But... What I think happened is because he, the difference is Kyle Kuzma tweeted it. This guy went twice on video saying what he is, where he is, and what he can do. He's now trying to prove it way too hard. And when you're trying too hard, it's just a wrap, bro. Like it's just finished. But then it leads me into the the, the thought of this: If you're the Nets next season, do you try and swap this around or do you stay? Because are you going to keep Macau as your number one option? No, they need to. They um, we seen Damian Lillard at that game, right? When someone asks, what do the Nets need to add to this team? What did I say? Damian Lillard. Hey, listen. 
Does that interest you? It interests me. It interests me, but interests what are you going to do to get him? I don't know. That's the problem. Do they have any first rounders? They must have got some first rounders back for with K- Kyrie and Kyrie. K- Kyrie and Kyrie. Yeah, they, I think they got about three. They got three, three or four picks. I don't know if it's all first first rounders, but but who's packing him with it? Spencer? They might have to give up a Nick Claxton. I wouldn't give up Claxton. Nah, bro, that, I think, but they might have to. I think Cam... Thomas. Cam, no, no, but Cam... Johnson. McCall. They can't give up McCall, though. What's the point in that, then? No, I think I'm saying Cam, McCall, and Claxton are the three people I'd want to keep in that team. So you'd give up Doe, Finney Smith? Yeah. I think I'd rather keep Finney Smith over Cam Johnson, you know? I'm just thinking about the age and what they can be, bro. I get what you're saying, but they're going to want... I think Cam Johnson could potentially be more valuable than Finney Smith. Yeah. Maybe. But right now, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna have like two stars, it makes more sense to keep a glue guy like Finney Smith over okay. a guy that maybe could be a bit more of a scorer like Cam Johnson. Okay, so what are you gonna do? You know how that Cam Cam with um Anthony Simons would actually be right, you know? That's and bro, you're forgetting about Shade and Sharp, bro. That's 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 actually alright, you know. That's a a backcourt of Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I don't hate you could, that. You could though. build around that. That's actually kind of decent. Yeah. So a package package up him and Spencer with a couple picks, get a Dame Lillard that don't, that's not happy. Yeah. That would be decent. And then you go go into a season with McCall, Claxton, and Dame. Dame. That's decent. One last thing I want to speak about with this series because again, as I said, it's been dry when it comes to watching it on court. But referees, you're really ruining it. If I dunk on a person. I am going to flex in their face. How do you get a technical foul for flexing? They take. They're trying to take that fun out of the game, bro. Like we want, we want, we want these. We want players to be amped. We want it to be physical. We want it to be intense. Like you know what I mean. You can't punish guys for like being in the moment of the playoffs. Like you know what I mean. Um. Yeah, bro. These guys. They're just trying to. They're 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 sucking the fun out of stuff sometimes, man. See, like I just googled what is a technical foul. And it's a foul which does not involve contact between opponents. If I put the ball on your head, I'm going to flex a little bit. Let, let me get, maybe if it's a prolonged celebration, more than 10 seconds or something, I get it. Mm-hmm. But he literally flexed quickly, stared a man in his face and walked off. Technical foul, well, his second tech as well. And then you're ejected from the game. I feel like they're trying to ruin a few things in this, in this playoff basketball. Bro, I love how physical these players have been, man. Just it's let, been the, so let the guys exciting. play as long as it doesn't go too far, like Draymond. Mm. Let bro, like when Draymond and Sabonis was getting physical, bro, enjoying love it. that. Throw him. I mean, throw him. Fuck it. Like I, I enjoy it. But in the last series, I want to talk about my boy got called old. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Dylan Brook is in his. Biggest heel. Dylan Brook is in his 2005 Triple H. <laughs> He's in his 1982 Iron Sheik. Right, he's moving like NWO with Jared Jackson, bro. It's literally <laughs> crazy right He's in now. his Hollywood Hulk Hogan bag. Him, Desmond Bain, and Jared Jackson are literally NWO. <laughs> that, that's literally what's happening. And you know when they came and rushed the rock? <laughs> that, that's who LeBron is. They're putting man in the ambulance oh, and crashing it. It's literally... Le- LeBron, uh, Anthony Davis is Sting. <laughs> He's the last, last no, man standing. No, no, no. Anthony Davis is... He, he's annoying me this series, by the way. Hey, listen. He's Anthony, Anthony Davis <laughs> and Jared Jackson in, in game one compared to game two. What? What's they, they went, hey, Someone said they went from, <laughs> from Hakeem and, and Patrick Ewing to, to, to Luke Longley and, and Greg Austin <laughs> tag. <laughs> <laughs> that, no. that game one to game two fall-off was crazy, bro. You know, you know what's annoying for me with Anthony Davis? It's like... I'm not going to question him as a man. I would never do that. <laughs> but you, you, know what you want to. <laughs> no, but it's like anything that's contact is you're holding your face, you're down on your knees. And I get scared because I just feel like you're going to be out for another six months. So the cut on his eye, I get it. You, you go down, you have to get it stitched up. You can't be having blood dripping down your face and stuff like that. But the extent of what he reacts to certain things is really jarring. Especially in game when it's like the, the Lakers might be on momentum one little feeling of something, you drop down, it stops it. I tweeted that I really hate watching Anthony Davis play because he gives me anxiety. Yes. Like, in terms of every time he takes a bump, I feel like, is this it? Like, is that going to be it? Like, he makes me very uncomfortable. Like, not not his game, like, because he's a special player. Like, on the defensive end especially, like, one of the best we've ever seen. But I can't watch a game knowing at any moment one of the best players on the pitch is going to 
Why do I keep saying that? One of, the best, <laughs> one of the best players on the court is going to be injured and it's, the series is going to be ruined. The Lakers season is going to be ruined. This is not, it, it make, it's, it's an uncomfortable viewing a lot of the time. Yeah, and it, it's annoying for me to see because I want him to do well. But even down to how many times he got blocked in that game, he wasn't going to the rim with like emphasis. This guy like got outplayed in the playoff game by Xavier Tillman. Xavier. Shout out to Xavier Tillman, though. He, he, That's, that was a standout game for him dog. as well. Like, dogging him. It was actually really good. So, I enjoyed that. But this series is actually being defined, and I'm not going to lie to you. Somehow they play better without John Morant. Yeah. They play team defense. Mm-hmm. They play team offense. Like, I actually enjoy seeing the Memphis Grizzlies without Jar to an extent. Obviously, it takes away a little emphasis and oomph from the game. But seeing them actually operate around a team, like... I can't lie to you. I, I kind of hate to say it, but Dylan Brooks actually been balling out. Dylan Brooks. That's actually been good. Bro. He's got he's got one of the ugliest jump shots in the world, but I can't believe that dagger that he hit. Bro. I couldn't believe it because I've been watching this guy <laughs> throw the ball at the rim and harassing the rim all season. All season. And he's gonna go hit a dagger <laughs> on LeBron <laughs> and then scream in his face. Yeah, nah. I, but you know what, yeah, bro. Like you got, bro. When you're a young team like the Grizzlies and you're trying to make a name for yourself and you're trying to get like legitimacy in the league, you need guys that just aren't scared of the moment. Mm. And a player as sorry as he is, being disconfident, bro. Sometimes you need a player like that. Yeah, and like, bro, him. even even if he even if him and LeBron is a mismatch, he doesn't think so in his head. Yeah, and that's all right. If he doesn't think so in his head, eventually he can he can maybe wear you down. I like that. I think the only thing for me is the whole. Like I I get the poke the bear stuff right, but I I don't mind if the if the Grizzlies go on and do well in this in this series. What I don't want it to come down to is kind of what people say twenty sixteen came down to when it came to the finals. Mm-hmm. You one person you kind of don't want to poke the bear with is LeBron. Is LeBron James now again he isn't twenty sixteen LeBron he's also not twenty thirteen LeBron like Dylan Brooks said anything like that. But if he does flick that let's say the the, the switch does flick, and he turns insane in Bron mode again when it comes to the playoffs. People will say it's down to him having Avengers against just that one team and tying himself out. Now, I would, if I'm LeBron James, say the next game, I don't care if we lose or win, I'm going to put 40 on this boy's dome. I'm going to try to do that as well. But it's just, there's a part where you just leave certain people alone. And I think LeBron is the person he should have left alone. We'll see how it comes. By the time this episode is out, they would have played again. And hopefully I'm right. But, in this series, I'm still going to give it to Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to take the next two games at the very least. And then from 3-1, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm not too sure. I also think Jar's ja- out for the rest of the series, you know. You think so? I think he's out for the rest I of the series. I think they said the x-rays came back like there's no like ligament damage, you know. It's just painful. I don't, yeah, but painful in your Hey, Adam Silver's been doing the Lakers good though because, bro, they be getting like three days rest between yeah. each game. Yeah. And the Clippers and, Su- the Clippers and Suns, they play every 24 hours, it looks it's like. heat for them. <laughs> but you know, you know I'll give some shout-outs as well. Austin Reeves, you've been doing your thing. We've shouted you out too many times. Rui Hachimura. Hey, listen. Hey. Rui Hachimura some, somehow deciding he's turned into a three-point shooter has been insane. Out of nowhere. We knew he's a mid-range. We knew he could get it cracking in the mid-range. But out of nowhere. Him making those threes... He went five for six in game one. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen Rui. I believe hit five threes ever in his career. The Lakers, as a team, are the fifth best three point shooting team in the playoffs this year. Okay. In the play, in the three games of the playoffs, or two slash, slash three games of the playoffs, I think they're shooting thirty seven percent. That's good. Like the the Lakers that we saw at the beginning. No thanks of the to season, D'Angelo Russell, but <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's your boy though. I'm <laughs> D'Lo's your boy though. But again, even he was saying he's not a point guard in his team. He's just a basketball player. You know so, what that means. Yeah, he's not happy. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's cool. But I like what the Lakers have been this season so far. I, I'm going to go and give this one straight. Lakers in six. I don't think I see a five-game series in many of the, the series this season so far. So Lakers in six. What are you going to give it, Reams? Is Jar coming back? Yes. Jar's going to force at least game four. He's going to play game four at least. I think this this is this one of the hardest series to call, you know, because the Lakers the Lakers do have their flaws as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I might say Lakers in seven. Lakers in seven. Okay, I like that. I like that. So with the rest of the series, let's actually run through them real quick. Let me get this up for you. So, Bucks and Heat, no Giannis, no no Tyler Hero because he broke his hand like a fool. 
Where do you think this series is going to go? It's 1-1 one, one right now. I'm going to go for... I'm going to say Bucks. I'm going to say the Bucks are going to win this in five. I think they're going to take three straight games to... They're going to take three straight games to the Heat. Then I'm going to say Knicks and Cavaliers, which has been very, very good. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say that the Cavs are going to win that. Although the Knicks look a bit more threatening. But I'm going to still say a Cavs in seven-game series. You got anything for that, Reams? You go Cavs in seven. Cavs in seven. I don't think it's going going that far, you know. <laughs> How far do you think it's going to go? I think if I think at the most six, Cavs in six. Cavs in six. Oh, okay, yeah. fair. Uh, we done Nets and six. Uh, Celtics and Hawks. <laughs> what? I have a question for you. What does a witch ride? A broom. <laughs> Sweep. <laughs> oh my god! You know what it is? Yeah, it's just that Joe Day's a Hawks fan. Oh, our, our production manager production is a Hawks manager. fan by choice. Trey Young like she chose the team. <laughs> she chose the team, but it's alright. I know that. I know. I know that conference finals run. Oh, it's told her a dream. <laughs> she watched all the games. It's cool. I told you how to beat the Heat. Um. All right, and then we got last one, Nuggets and Timberwolves. That's your team right there. Where do you think it's going? Okay, if we if the Timberwolves win game three, mm-hmm. it's going to seven. If they lose game three, sweep. Sweep? I think I think mentality-wise, how we played in the second half of game two should do a lot for like our mentality, letting us know we can score on this team and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a game we easily could have won. We didn't win, whatever. Um, Jamal Murray was special down the stretch. Um, so I think home court at the target center. If we get game three, I feel like we'll get game four as well. Okay. And then it's just a, a case of can we get one on the road? I'm gonna give it. I mean, you you, you change your prediction, yeah? Uh, you know what it is? I just didn't expect Cat to bum out like this. Nah, bro. Who did? I like. <laughs> That maybe was, maybe I should have because I've seen him do it before, <laughs> but I just I just thought it would be different this time. Like I'm still gonna I'm still gonna say that I want the Timberwolves to win, and I think that they can win if if right? Cat plays like how we expect him to. Yeah, yeah, I think that they still can win, but I think I'm gonna give Nuggets in six. Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. I just think that Jokic's quality will take them over the over the, the I, marker now. I I can't lie, yeah. <laughs> Jamal Murray. Because this season, like I'd watch, I've watched Jamal Murray this season, and it still feels like he was on in comeback mode yeah. from his ACL, recovering, recovery mode. But bro, he's in hibernation. He's flipped his switch. The hyperbolic time chamber. Some of the shots that this guy can make, bro. crazy, off o- the dribble, over good defense as well. Like off the dribble, fading, step backs on on the kissing the backboard. He is a shot down. maker and a half, bro. Baller. He he's a hooper. We actually have to give it to him. I if he's playing at this level. Plus, you have an MVP caliber player like Jokic. Mm-hmm. They have a chance. They do. They have a chance. I doubt it, but they do. I think st- I still think that the sorriest first seed that we've had in a very long time. It's more sorry than last year's Heat. Mm, yes. Actually, now the Heat took the Celtics to seven. Exactly. Yeah, we can't so, so. so put some respect on them boys' name. Yeah, nah, fair enough. <laughs> but speaking of MVP, we're going to go into some awards. Some awards have been given out already for all season. Well, I can't say all NBA, but for the season. So we start off with my prediction being correct, even though it looked like he was under threat in Jared Jackson Jr. getting Defensive Player of the Year. Now, again, when I heard that Evan Mobley got a few votes and was in the lead. That came out. I know I said it before on the pod, but it came, it came out of nowhere. Really. It actually came out. It was like an RKO straight. There's a, there's a, lot, of a, <laughs> there's a lot of WWE pod, um, content today, but it was like an RKO. He straight ran due on the thing, yeah. and I was shook because I put, it's a guaranteed Jared Jackson. But, Shout out to Evan Mobley. Like, he actually done his thing. But Lopez too. Jaron Justin okay. Jr. this year. Defensively, it's actually been crazy. And I think he's been one of my favourite players to watch off-scale in, in this season as well. He's made one of the most interesting leaps. Yes. Even post-All-Star game, in terms of his offensive game as well. I think he's put more into his offensive game since. Yeah. Because people started to respect his defence a lot more. He said, I'm going to show you something in offence too. And it was big. It was big, so I I shout out to Jaron Jackson Jr. like straight up. I mean, first game of the series kind of showed you that um against Lakers he, he was putting them spin moves in like Lord. Mm-hmm. So yeah, would you say that you still would take Evan Mobley or? 
as the defensive player of the year. Yeah. No, no, I think Jaren Jackson. Yeah. I never thought it. Oh, I thought you just. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just said if we if he won it, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, oh. But I always felt like Jaren Jackson was the front runner. I thought it would be Jaren Jackson or Brook Lopez. Okay, okay. So then, I also want to give the biggest shout out. Okay, this is a round of applause for the first ever unanimous coach of the year, Mike Brown. He done his thing. Well deserved. And you know, Mike Brown is a guy. He's done a lot in this game. You know, took the Cleveland Cavaliers to NBA Finals mm-hmm. as a coach. Won championships as an assistant at Golden State, and you know, he got his chance again. And he's this this Sacramento Kings team is no joke. I think they've done so great. Now, there's a part of me is like, what you aim for in a season is what you should really be rated as coach of the year. And he aimed for probably like mid table. They they might have even said tank a little bit. But the second they acquired a few more players, he said, nah, we can actually, I've got some players here with me. I'm going to show you your value and each of you show, play your role for me and I'll do it, literally. And then you can see where the Kings are this year, right? His coach has been phenomenal. Off off play, um, when it comes to out-of-bounds players, just making it for, all right, clutch play here. It's who wants this shot? All right, Fox, you got it. It's going to play to all of his strengths, whether it's him driving to the rim because they only need two points or if they're going to just say, take the three but open him up on the right-hand corner or like right hand hash it's 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 been incredible for what he's done for the for the team and his coaching staff so sorry sorry so um shut up sorry <laughs> bro he's always talking um so a big shout out to him as well and then we had a new uh we, we keep it on the kings we had a new award come out i've not heard of this one before until you told me about it Remus. the clutch player of the year so that went to Aaron fox right mm-hmm. now I think this was... Was it unanimous, this one? No. Who else got voted? Do you know? Um, I think it was Darren Fox, Jimmy Butler, and I believe DeMar DeRozan. Boo. Boo. Especially for that second guy. Jimmy yeah, Butler? You're the one that had extensions at the beginning of the year. What that one. You do that? <laughs> I don't know. He had extension looking, drugs. Go through looking at R2 for you. <laughs> and he wrapped him up as well. It's the worst. Whatever, man. But I I think that this should have been another unanimous award. Um, I don't think anyone's had more clutch points this season than De'Aaron Fox. And then even down to doing it in the playoffs as well. Clutch, clutch, clutch. So I'd give it. DeMar DeRozan was a bit, a bit of a surprise for me to hear. I think that might be a legacy. <laughs> that might be a legacy vote. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't really try and watch the Bulls this much too, too much this year. I think beginning of the season, you had some clutch plays, facts, but... Later on into the season, I wouldn't have given it to Demar. I think I think this one, I think, um, Darren winning this one was easy. Yeah, I, I think, think it should have been. I don't think there'll be any like. It should have been unanimous. Should have been unanimous. I think this should have been unanimous. What I I don't, I don't really know. What to, I don't even know what to think about this award anyway. Like, how long has it been around for? This is the first year. First year. Oh. Yeah. I think it's a shit award. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, I was the clutch player this year. Like, what does that even mean? Well done. <laughs> Like, that means what one year would have been Jamal Crawford on top or something like that. I don't, bro, I don't like, know. Eh, fuck that, I would. And then <laughs> just disregard it off your resume. Fuck it. Has it been six man of the year as well? Malcolm Brogdon. Shout out Yassin. Shout out Yassin. Enjoy one award for your team this year. Uh, it looks like you ain't gonna get any others. Yassin didn't even want him when they traded for him, by the way. No, but Yassin was dis- disregarding him completely. He but... didn't want Derek White either, even though Derek White <laughs> has been one of the best players this season as well. Boy, even with a deteriorating hairline like he has as well, his peak. But pff. well, shout out to Malcolm Brogdon. I, I, that I think every prediction I made has come through, even though it's like making these predictions aren't really like yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, like but that's it's not that difficult to see the best six man is gonna win the six man. Yeah, I think it was out of him quickly and Bobby Portis. I was the top three. We had a discussion regarding Malcolm Brogdon has come off the bench for every game mm-hmm. and he was better off the bench than Quickly was. We know Quickly started 20, 30 so games. And he I think was, it was like 26. And he was great in those minutes where he started. So we said, should those minutes factor in sure. to six man of the year? And you guys were like, no, it shouldn't. Mm. So I'm sure we all agreed it should have been Malcolm Brogdon. And I think Portis filled in a lot whilst Giannis was out as well. So yeah, yeah. I agree that Malcolm Brogdon could have got it. Um... Any other player that could think of contention for nah man. Norman Powell. Malik I d- I don't f- I don't think that they were as impactful. Malik Monk. Nah, like I, for the for the course of the season, I wouldn't say that Malik Monk's been a great six man the entire the, the entire time. The only person I would have maybe have tried to put in there, if we took out the starting games part, would have been Jordan Clarkson. 
big but he started the he, he, he started the majority of the team. Jordan Clarkson was the start of the season. Yeah, like but last season, like yeah. I was thinking of him to be a if I had to pick a person that was going to be six man of the year at the beginning of the season, I would have said it would have been him because I would have thought he would have been a bench player. But no, fair play to him. I think um historically the six man of the year has been an award of what player put up the most buckets off the bench? Yeah. But that player, when it comes to the playoffs, they always, you know, your your Lou Williams is, your Jamal Crawfords, these guys. Lemon Pepper Lou. All-time great six men don't have a good, barely have a good playoff series today. I think I think Lou Williams has one playoff series where he was good for the Clippers against Golden State. Outside of that, Jamal Crawford has never had a good playoff series. So I think there's been a, a change. Like, for example... Many years, people thought maybe Andre Iguodala should have won Sixth Man of the Year. Yes. He was really an impa- impactful player, even though he wasn't putting up big scoring numbers. numbers. Yeah. So I think, looking forward, it's going to go to more impact guys like Malcolm Brogdon, your Bobby Portises, instead of just the guys that's putting up 16 off the bench. Yeah, because it depends on the green light, the player you are and the green light you get from your team as well. Like, Lou Williams was up. When you're on the court, just shoot what you want, bro. Like, just, just, just shoot what you want. But then you play a terrible defensive role. So and in the playoffs, it never worked. <laughs> never works. So it's like I get where it's, where it's coming from, and I think it's a step forward in the the award and, and the I'd say the purpose of being a six man in Malcolm Brogdon winning it this this year because they didn't look at just points per game and your three point percentage. They looked at everything. So no, I'll shout out to that. Was there any other awards this year that's been that's been awarded already? There's I think the the, the last one to go is um MVP and just the all NBA teams. Okay. So we, we're just going to have to wait on those. Yeah, well, we'll wait for Embiid to get his MVP that's been handed to him. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, we, we, we agree that it's going to be Embiid, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be Embiid. It's going to be Embiid. And all NBA, that's going to be on another pod. But we're going to take a break here. Then after we come back from this break, we are going to answer some of your listeners' questions. See you soon. Okay, and we're back. Thank you for the patience. So we're going to go to the listeners' questions here. Reams, i got... One straight off the bat for you from Wale underscore 93. Who is the best big in the Warriors King series and why is it Kevin Looney? Well, Shaq. <laughs> where did Kevin Looney go to school? What, his high school? Co- I don't know where he went to high school. Where did he go to college? His primary school, oh, college. Um, what is it? Was it Duke? Was it. <laughs> It was a team in blue. Say the four letters. Huh? Say the four letters. L-A-U-C. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, bro. Kevon Looney, yeah? Every year, Kevon Looney goes up against some big that's, like, had a great season and makes them look crazy in the playoffs. For no reason. We've seen him do it against Jokic. We've seen him do it against Capella. We've seen him do it against Anthony Davis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, bro, Kevin Looney, we've seen him play defense against James Harden. Yep. On Kev- the three-point line. Listen, Kevin Looney is a 16-game player. That's a real 16-game player. That's a real, you know what? That's <laughs> I a real 16-game player. There were 16 games are impactful, though. What? You, you don't want to see them 16. What? But I the worst it. thing about Kevin Looney, when he was in high school, you mentioned his high school, in Milwaukee, they was talking about him like he was the next Kevin Durant. Cause he was like a he was a perimeter player, Fair play. shooting like he, he injured his hip and he had to kind of like recalibrate, okay, and change his game. And he's bro, and he's gone on to have, he's been a big part of. So how many championships has he won? He's won is it three? Two, two. He won two with he won two with KD and he won the one last year, so it's three. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think he was a he, he was a big part of all of them. Was he there for the? Was the he there for 2017? I don't think he was there for I'm 2017. Sure there. I think he might. I think that might have been his rookie season. Let me let me check. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you could check it. I'm. I don't remember him being there 2017. But if he was fair play to him. Now again, for me, um, him being the best big in the series, I think he's the been the player that's playing the biggest. But I'd say, um, I think personally. Yeah, he was there for 2017. He was there for 2017. Yeah, I think personally that Sabonis has still been the best big. So, I'm happy with it. He didn't play in 2017, though. He didn't play? I think he might go injured. Oh, okay, cool. Does he still get the chain? The ring? Yeah. He shouldn't. If you don't play, you don't play. <laughs> yeah, he still gets the ring. <laughs> you don't play, you don't get the ring. So, nah, I ain't with that. Um, Cool. So, on to the second question that we have. And this one is from Rule of Gap. Oh, my God, there's no ducks and quack this week. I think... 
There's no ducks on crackers for you. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't think he has anyone to hate on. Ah, fair. Well, everyone he's hating on is doing good. Yeah, I think everyone. <laughs> I think everyone he's there to hate on has been winning. <laughs> uh, shout out ducks on crack. But from rule of gap, it might be a ducks on crack burner. I'm gonna lie to you. He said, should Nick Nurse wait for the playoffs to be over? So when, when, if one contending team doesn't make the finals, in brackets, seventy sixers, and they and they fire their they fire their job. He might get hired by them, or is that a risk? So he's basically saying, should he wait for an op- an opening? I, I hate when people ask questions, but they answer the question in the question. <laughs> but I think it it what this is a good question because all right, let's let's assess the teams that are contending, mm. and if they don't achieve what their objectives are, who could potentially be losing their coach? So you look at the 76ers. If they underachieve, Doc Rivers could be in trouble. What's an underachievement? Second round out. Okay. Um, I don't think JB Bickerstaff will be in trouble. <laughs> if, if if Boston go out in the second round, maybe maybe Joe Mazzulla could be in trouble. But I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening, and I still think he's like it's he's new. So I don't think, I don't think Coach Bud will be in trouble. Um. Darvin Ham. I, I, I can't lie to you. Spo. <laughs> I don't think Spo, Spo, Spo's a Hall of Fame. Ain't going <laughs> hey, Spo. Spo will leave on his own terms. <laughs> hey, Spo. Would you take know. Nick Nurse? No. <laughs> yeah, you have Spo. <laughs> <laughs> I take him. Darvin Ham, maybe. Billy Donovan. If you're Nick Nurse, would you take the Chicago Bulls job? They, they said Houston Rockets is looking like his likely destination. Mm-hmm. Houston Rockets is an interesting proposition because, we, as we've discussed before, they have loads of interesting young players. There's loads of scope for growth on that team. Yes, maybe Nick Nurse likes a project. I don't think. I don't think. I think Houston Rockets project going forward looks a bit more exciting than anywhere else really than the uh, Chicago Bulls project, especially Lonzo Lonzo Ball's needs coach and stuff like that. You have the Rosen, who eventually you might want to get off that contract. Zach Levine's on a good contract, but you might want to. Start looking at picks for that as well. Vucevic. Vucevic, yeah. I think yeah. the Houston Rockets is a bit more... You can mould that a little bit more to his vision. There's a progression tape with that, I think. Um, Who else is there? I don't think Mike Malone will go anywhere at the Nuggets. Yeah. Do, would you say that the firing was correct? Do you feel that they should have fired him? Now, I was, I'll give you... Came out, Masai came out and said a lot. I didn't really... I didn't peep what you were saying, but I caught a few quotes here and there. He, he was essentially saying he wasn't enjoying watching this team. And I think a lot of the... Toronto fans would echo that. Yeah. I think what has happened is this team has just um what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's gone stale. They they hit their ceiling. They won a championship. Um with a robot. They got back to the conference semifinals. They was one game away from getting back to the conference finals a year after that. Kyle Lowry moved on. Siakam took the, the lead. Siakam took the lead and a couple guys just haven't developed how they how they hoped. Van Fleet's meant to be your guy, but he was a bit... Van Fleet mm-hmm. hasn't developed how they hoped. Scotty, um, Scotty Barnes went great this year. That, rookie that, of the year. That Scotty Barnes rookie year doesn't look like he's aging well. Yeah. Especially considering how Evan Mobley played this year. Yeah, was it Trent Jr. as well? As Gary Trent. Yeah. It just hasn't, it hasn't materialised how they would have hoped. You've had some centre problems too. They don't have yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's a problem. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. But I would say like, when it comes to the head coaches, this is also... A team that fired the coach of the year, <laughs> like once. So yeah, that's crazy. We'll see how it goes. But to to yeah. Toronto, where they should go, I think he should probably take the Rockets job if he can. That's an interesting job, and it's a hard job, but it's an interesting one at the same time. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a job that he's gonna have to ask for patience for though, and you have to like wait and see. He'll get a lot more patience than he will at, than he was getting at Toronto because those guys seen them team their team win a championship. So once they felt that high. They're not accepting first round outs. They're not expe- accepting out in the planes. You mm. know what I mean? They want mm. to get back to that mountain top. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense. And for the last question, for one from one Yasin, he asked, What is Eid Mubarak to Yasin? <laughs> Eid Mubarak to everyone out there, actually, and Yasin as well. And Sai. Yeah. So Eid Mubarak to everyone. Um, what is the biggest playoff overreaction that you've seen so far? Even if it's one you disagree with, what is the biggest overreaction you've seen so far? That is a great question. I think it's a good question. I'd, I, I don't know. I, f- I think the Hawks are looking at moving Trey Young. And I don't know if that's an overreaction because I think 
That came out before the playoffs, though. That came out in the playoffs before they played um, Miami Heat. Well, they're looking at moving him. Yeah, that that rumor came out two days before. But I think Miami after Heat. they, get, I think after they get swept in this series, <laughs> <laughs> you know how sad she looks every time you say her team's gonna get swept. <laughs> after after they lose the series, that's to not upset our 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 director. <laughs> after they lose the series, gonna get I no camera time, you know. <laughs> I think they might look at blowing it up. I don't mm. think that's an overreaction, though. So, that's, this is a difficult question. It's one I'd have to think about. Um, overreaction, overreaction, overreaction. Overreaction. Maybe the demise of Golden State. Maybe maybe the demise of Golden State was a bit premature. Because um, they look at they could they could go even the series. I think they could go even the series, but I think they don't look as great as they have been. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I don't think it's too much of an overreaction. But I say that's an that, that is an overreaction though. Sp- can I speak? Can 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 I speak on your heat quickly? Go ahead. I don't want to. Obviously, you guys won the first game, played really well. Mm-hmm. Got battered in the second game without Yanis. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what is going on with Yanis in terms of his timetable to come back. But if Yanis doesn't come back, let's say until like uh, game five, how do you see those Bucks games? Huh? Are winning. <laughs> when Yanis is out, Chris Middleton thinks he's Tracy McGrady. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls out. And just like I said with DeJounte Murray, there's no yeah. one that as you know you know what I think an overreaction just in general is how great of a defensive stopper Jimmy Butler is. Okay. Um people put put buckets on his head. And I think he struggles with a person that's really good mid range. Um, but he's an, he's aggressive and he's he's you, there. You guys lost Tyler Hero as well, so yeah, broken hand yeah, from so. whatever fake hustle. Yeah, but I I still think Middleton takes takes us out. I think he can lead a team. And again, like you said, Portis, Brook Lopez, all that so. UCLA as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. People. <laughs> um, here's an overreaction for you that I think is the the plummeting stock of Bam Adebayo. Okay, and it's from this season, well, from this series. I think he's still a great player. And I also play into some of it. Like, he needs a bag. Like, he hasn't got a bag he can get into saying, I'm just going to get some buckets real quick. But the way that people are talking is like, he's not a a really good player regardless. Mm -hmm. I think that is one that I would get. Ah, here's an overreaction for you. I got one. I got one. Um, People talking too much. Too much respect. On Donovan Mitchell. Now, you know I'm a Donovan enthusiast. But the playoff Donovan that we were speaking about beforehand, I've not seen it just yet in this King series. I've actually seen Darius Garden say, give me the ball. Disagree. You disagree? Disagree. Why? I think in game one, Darius Garland didn't show up at all. He didn't really. He didn't really. He was very bad. But I don't think Um, the entire team did. I I think Donovan Mitchell did. Ah. He went for like 38. Uh, he kept them in the game. Points, but on court, like you, you, I see Donovan as one of the better two-way players at the guard position. I, I, I don't. I've never really seen him as a two-way. You don't think so? Yeah. I think he's good defensively. I, man. I've, I've, I've never seen that. I've always felt like he was a scorer, and I think in game one, he went out, mm. did what he had to do. Um, but the other guys didn't hold up their end of the bargain, namely, Don, um, Darius Garland. So in game two, he decided to become more of a. He decided to make sure everyone was involved yeah he and he balled out like he actually played a point so i think so i think over both games so far he's been great 17 and 3 in game two and in game one he had sorry make sure i get this right that's a that's a that's a play that's a career high as well playoff regular season mm-hmm. um in game one in a four point loss he had 38 8 and 5 that's actually hoops that's actually hoops. And in game two, in a 17-point win, he had 17 and 13. Yeah, I, I didn't really like him too much in game two, you know. Why not? There's a part where I want you to be just aggressive. But he didn't, he, did, he didn't need to be aggressive. I know, I know he didn't need to be. Darius Garland had it going. Facts. Like, Darius Levert had thing, it going. It's the same thing I say with like James getting, Harden. He was getting guys in position to, to... It's the same thing I say with like James Harden, right? There's a part where I just want to see that what I know you for, and that's the Houston Rockets James Harden. Like, you don't need to do it, but it's, I enjoy watching that James, although I'm enjoying the progression of James Harden, what he's become as an all-around player now. But with Donovan Mitchell, 
I like it where I it's not going, I'm just going to attack you. There's a lot of times where he just, like you said with Steph, he actually just relies on that I'm going to pull up and I can, I can make it, but sometimes he just doesn't. I like, don't feel like he did that in game two. I don't think he did it in game two. But I feel like in game he, two, I think he, he didn't, didn't want to go aggressive, man. He, he, he didn't feel like he needed to hunt a shot because he was getting his teammates involved. Mm. Darius Garland was hot. Karis LeVert was hot. They was winning. He did. He he took what the game gave to him. In game one, when they were struggling, Darius Garland was struggling. Evan Mobley was struggling. There was getting no production from Osman. There was getting no production from Ricky Rubio. He decided I have to go out there and I have to will my team to a win. And he fell short in game two. He decided we're not going to get this done if we don't do it as a team. And he did what he had to do to um, ensure his team won. And they won emphatically. So I have no, I think Darius, I think Donovan Mitchell's been great over both of these games. Fair. You're saying that. I'm doing the overreaction. <laughs> yeah. Am I doing the overreaction? I don't think you're doing the overreaction. I just, I just I, don't I've agree. Not, I just don't agree with the assessment. I just don't, I've not enjoyed in this, like, in this playoff series as much as like I've watched. The regular season, Donovan, is what I preferred seeing. I didn't see much in game two. I was like, oh. But we saw it in game one. And they didn't win, so he switched yeah. it up in game two, and they won. That's true. By a blowout, it was, it was winning basketball. <laughs> yeah, it was winning basketball. I hear it. Well, there you go, Yasin. <laughs> um, yeah. So, man, again, we'll be back again next week, where most of these first round series would have been wrapped up by then. We could start talking about title contenders more after some of these sweeps get over and done with. <laughs> <laughs> Say so certain people in green are going to get a nice rest. Yeah. <laughs> so again, just want to plug the socials. You can support us on Courtside Frackers on Twitter, um, Courtside Frackers on Instagram. We have content on YouTube now. YouTube Courtside Frackers. We're putting out more stuff on YouTube, TikTok Courtside underscore Frackers. And you know, thank you for going on this ride with us. <laughs> Here go two more for y'all. Yeah, we, got, we got some more. <laughs> right, we'll see you next week. Next week. Peace. Love.